Did perimenopause or menopause catch you off guard? Weird symptoms appearing from nowhere? Wondering who is this person who's inhabiting your body? And most of all, having no one to talk to about it? It happened to me, too. And with all the chaos that it was causing me, I knew I had to figure it out. I dug in, reading often outdated books and searching obscure references on the internet. I learned how our shifting reproductive hormones mess with every cell in our bodies. And as I realized how complete this hormonal disruption was, I became determined to help other women understand and control their own menopause journey. Because menopause matters. And here, we talk about all things menopause. I'm your host, Jean Andrus, and this is Menopause Matters, the podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Jean Andrus, the menopause guru, and this is Menopause Matters, the podcast. And I'm here today with Dr. Jane Gwynn. She is, let me tell you a little bit about her. Dr. Jane Gwynn, who goes by she, her, works to help women and their partners release shame and increase confidence in themselves. She's the author of the Amazon number one bestseller, Too Busy to Get Busy, and the intimacy columnist for Source Weekly in Central Oregon. She received her PhD in human sexuality and is trained as a professional sex coach and core energy coach. And I am so delighted to talk to her today because the issues about sex and libido are so huge for women as they're going through menopause. Would you like to say anything about that before we get started with my question for you? Well, no, I just want to second what you said, John, because it's true that these issues that women go through during menopause and before, during, and even after menopause are so significant in terms of their sexual experiences. And their sexual experiences are so important in terms of their human experiences and their human relationships, which I know because if anyone has seen my original story, the the libido crashing was a major contributing factor to my first my divorce and as I went through perimenopause. So I think it's super important. And what I'm going to ask you today is to tell us your number one piece of advice, tip, whatever you want to call it for women who are going through perimenopause in regards to their sexuality, to, to their sexual life, if you would. Well, I like to say that if you don't use it, you'll lose it when it mm-hmm. comes that's around the time of menopause. And it, this is important because for those of us who are in this experience, and I've had this experience quite a long time ago, you may not have any sense of hunger for any kind of sexual connection with your partner or even with yourself. And the problem with this, just like with any situation where you don't have hunger, if you don't feed yourself, the connection, the experiences, any kind of pleasure experiences, you will not be filled with that because we get oxytocin from our sexual connections. We need these things, even if we don't perceive ourselves as having hunger. So when we talk about sexual hunger, we usually use the word libido. And Mm -hmm. we think of like not having that hunger, that drive for sex. And that's so true for many, many, if not 
most or maybe even all women or most to almost all women who go through perimenopause and menopause, this change in libido is very common. And so this hunger, though, even though you don't currently feel it, it's very important to still continue to feed yourself that important part of your life. Absolutely. So when you talk about not being in a relationship or not being currently active with the person you're with, this is one of the things that I have found as I'm talking to other women that many, many of us are in relationships that are not both not emotionally satisfying as well as not sexually satisfying. And so speak a little bit to your relationship with Bob. You, you know Bob, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think what you what you mean is that we don't have to have a passionate sexual relationship with a partner in order to continue to be sexually satisfied as a human, as a woman. I strongly encourage masturbation for my clients and for people in my group programs. I think it's really important for us to know our bodies. And we might, you know, I think that there are ways that we can use something like a sex toy or, you know, there are all sorts of things we could talk about if we were sitting around having coffee, having this conversation, (laughs) ways that you can use something for what I refer to as containment so that we uh, use our fingers or an implement. It could be a very high quality silicone dildo, not necessarily something shaped like a penis, something that just allows us to receive. I really like the stainless steel toys that allow us to receive glass toys, not necessarily vibrators in particular. I mean, something that allows us to receive and hold even energetically hold, but physically as well, hold something within our body as we go through this time if we're not in a relationship with a partner where we're having penetrative sex. And I think that it's really important to take care of the tissues that are very fragile. Our vaginal tissues change during this time. The pH changes. I recommend food grade coconut oil is something that can really help our bodies. And so, you know, inserting just even almond size or two almond size, uh, size pieces of coconut oil, if it's kind of a little bit, you know, maybe it's been in the fridge. I mean, you do this discreetly (laughs) into your vagina after a shower, I think is really helpful for many women. And it helps preserve the the softness and suppleness of your tissues and also maintains the pH balance that you want to have as you go through this gentle time of transition in your life. Very much so. For those of you who don't have aren't familiar with the term Bob, Bob is your battery operated boyfriend. Um, And actually, I was fortunate in that during perimenopause, after I broke up with my husband, I met a guy. And what I found was there was very much that new relationship high and sexual energy that was really helpful to me for many years. We did run into a period where due to just the the enormity of what was going on in our lives, things got very sluggish. And now I am dealing with that atrophy, those mm-hmm. atrophy issues. And mm-hmm. it has taken its toll. So I, I really love that you're using that use it or lose it kind of terminology because it's so important for us 
to retain the ability to reignite that wherever we want in our lives because once it's once it's really at the atrophy stage it becomes very difficult to go back into it agreed and and i love what you say jean about the new relationship energy piece that's interesting there's a woman i sometimes interview who um and i'll get you in touch with her she's a fun <laughs> woman who likes to talk about this topic as well where she talks about rehabilitating her vaginal kind of like the plumpness of her vagina, just using her mind alone. Mm. And that we can, without hormones or any kind of other chemical changes, that using our minds to direct attention and energy, if you will, down into the vaginal area, we call it yoni or pussy or whatever word you use to describe your body, your genitals, what bringing our attention there, our energy and uh, our fantasy energy, our, that energy that uh, you were getting in your new relationship energy with your partner. I love that. You know, those things are, are lovely ways to stay connected to our sexuality and they will help us to maintain libido, even though our body is kind of shifting away from that kind of more typical for us drive that we had coming in during the reproductive part of our life. Wonderfully, though, as we go past through and past menopause, many of us experience a renewal of our sexuality because we have uh, no longer have some of these reproductive pressures. And it can be the best time for you in your whole sex life and your own personal sexual journey after you and through, during and after your menopausal experience. That can become really fantastic. So there's good news, but maintaining a connection and prioritizing sex and your own pleasure is so, so important for you. Jane, it's <laughs> been wonderful to talk with you. And I really look forward to introducing my listeners to more from you as we go down the road. Tell people how they can get in touch with you. Wonderful. Well, you can find me at howtofixmysexlife.com. And there you'll find a, a free gift for you. It's the intimacy workshop that you can get there using a code that'll be in the show notes. It'll give you a way to talk about intimacy. It's subtitled how to talk about the good, the bad, and the sexy without shame. And it'll help you start to talk about this issue, which is so important for you, for your health, for your relationship, for your vitality, for everything that is important to you your conversations about this with a partner and you're knowing about yourself and you're releasing any kind of shame you might have is what you need going forward through menopause. Thank you so much for talking with me today, Jane. Talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please submit a rating and review and share it with a friend. Menopause has many annoying symptoms, but not many are worse than the lack of sleep. If you are one of the 90% of women who suffer from menopausal insomnia and or fatigue, I'd love to offer you my free download, Five Tips to Get Better Sleep Tonight. You can get it at menopausematterspodcast.com slash sleep. And let me know which of these tips works best for you.